Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael. It's waiver wider day. I don't know how I feel about In that. Waiver. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. I know you're feeling good. Waiver wire day is my favorite day. I always feel like today, though, is the day where um, I get yelled at the most for because I pick people and they're not good for one game, and then they actually are fairly good, and people are like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I didn't pick him up because he had a bad game. And I'm like, well, that, oh, that's the rules. Like, if you're on the waiver wire, you're not going to be – Amazing every game. That's worth saying. Chances the are the reason you're, you're on, on the waiver to begin with, yeah, is because you <laughs> were drafted, was obvious. And then also, you're probably not going to be a top 65 player. Like, there might be one or two guys, maybe. And we might talk about those one or two guys, maybe. Because this is, I think, uh, picking people up off the waivers is like the most important time. Is this week one, week two? Take as many shots as you want with like, you know, have three or four spots and just uh, go in and out with them. Because a lot of those guys in those in the like 9, 10, 11, 12 rounds, they're all kind of interchangeable anyway. So take some shots, take some swings. And usually in the waiver wire episode, we start a little bit lower on the list, but we usually go by the percentage owned. On Yahoo, because ESPN's percentage owns have uh, messed with us in the past, and I don't even want to look, go look at them. Not even going to go look at them, see if they fixed them this season. I can tell you that they released a waiver wire article that was less than 50% owned in their leagues, um, and guys like Jonathan Isaac were on it. They released it on Monday. And, yeah, I just – I don't know. I don't know how, like, some of these guys on ESPN are slipping through the cracks, but uh, that's a different story for a different time, I suppose. That Whatever is calculating that is either A – not working or B they have a severe problem with people starting leagues that only have like five or six people in them because you go to Yahoo. Um, they're doing a little bit of maybe some extra math in there to make the numbers make sense or at least doing proper math. Jonathan Isaac is owned in 87% of leagues, which sounds more correct, even though that number should be a hundred. It's some of them. It is, you know, smaller leagues and others of it is just like on espn you know their rankings were funky and depending on like what kind of draft you were in over on espn like they they maybe kind of geared it a little more towards like points and their default points is very points heavy like if you're a scorer you get a lot of points and if you're not a scorer um you're not that valuable in, in their kind of standard points league so maybe that's part of it too i don't really know it could be that. It could be that guys like Jonathan Isaac are not. I, I actually still think they would be valuable in a points league. Um, if you're at least go with traditional points leagues, don't don't switch it up. I th- I find that a little bit strange. But we're going to start a little bit higher. We're going to start in like that seventy five percent own range because I feel like there's a lot of guys to talk about who are starting to get picked up. They're over fifty. They're over sixty, and they're starting to get billed. But I want to make sure we talk about those guys. Um, in our first waiver wire podcast. So Tyler, do you have someone? Yeah, do you have someone you want to start with? Um, so we're looking, you know, kind of 75% and down, obviously in this 75 to 50 range. I feel like 
pretty much all of these guys, save for two or three, should be owned in your standard 12-team league. So if you're in a 12-team league, like all these guys should be owned. Um, and you can look at it for yourself. Um, Marcus Smart's guy I've been beating the drum about now. He hasn't really gotten the steals, right? But he is 72% owned. I, I think it should be 100. He's playing 30 minutes. He's going to get you threes. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you assists. He's going to get you elite steals on the season. So um, that's a guy I'll mention. Another guy I really like, well, he's healthy, right? And those, the problem has been injuries in the past is Gary Harris. Like he's playing 35 minutes a game, 34 and a half minutes a game. Um, he's going to score. He's going to get you rebounds, going to get you a few assists, going to get you some steals, going to get you some threes. Like I just feel like Gary Harris is a really good player, and he's only 72% owned. I think that should be a lot higher. I'm really shocked about that Gary Harris number, only 72%. Say for J.J. Redick, I know J.J. Redick's a little. He's only playing 25 minutes, but he's very efficient, and um, he's going to hit some threes. Like He's going to be, I think, standard league relevant, uh, but Gary Harris, is he's starting. He's playing. He's going to play a lot. Maybe he's had a slow start. Um, another guy, I think, who is also often injured but is not right now is Cody Zeller, who's uh, owned in 66% of leagues. Uh, Cody Zeller is a very good um, fantasy across the board type player. Good percentages, good big man, big man stats. Uh, had himself a really nice game uh, just a, a game ago, pretty much. And if you need a center, Cody Zeller is on your waiver wire. Him and Tristan Thompson, I think both are just like really good. Uh, rebound guys who will get you big man's big man stats. And Tristan Thompson's playing 34 minutes a game. I mean, he might be on a hot streak, uh, and Cody Zeller is a little bit more better across the board, but both of those guys are about 66% owned, and I think they could be owned in a lot more leagues if you need those steady big men stats. Yeah, the thing you'd like to see from Tristan Thompson is a few more blocks, right? And that's why maybe I'd go with Cody Zeller over him is feel better about Cody Zeller blocking the shot a game. Um, yeah, there's a ton of guys here, though. Patrick Beverly is only 69% owned. I feel like that's an easy top 100 player. PJ Washington what about Spencer Dimwitty? What do you feel about Spencer Dimwitty? He's only been playing about 25 minutes on Brooklyn, but uh, he seems to be very productive in those 25 minutes. And, and no one plays a ton of minutes on Brooklyn, so you know we're not. You should not expect him to be playing, you know, 32, 33 minutes. Like no one plays that on the Nets except for potentially Kyrie um, this season. Yeah, I'm fine with Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's gonna kind of maybe morph into that Lou Williamsy type role where he just comes in and, and gets the buckets and, and you know runs the pick and roll and, and does that kind of stuff. Um and we talk about how Lou Williams is underrated every year. So I'm fine with picking up and holding uh Mr. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yes, I think he's gonna get guard stats. If anything happens there, he's he's gonna be taking a, a bulk of the minutes from anybody who gets injured in that, um, in that backcourt um, going, actually going out to a guy who is rising. And this is actually my personal uh, number one favorite pickup of, uh, of week two so far is OG Ananobi. He's averaging 33 minutes a game. He's a, uh, he's kind of like a, um, he's doing the same stuff that Jonathan Isaac did. We just talked about Jonathan Isaac. He's doing the same stuff Jonathan Isaac's doing, except for he's scoring a bit more, hitting a bit more threes. And he's got full-blown playing time 
on the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors actually need him, while the um, front court in in Orlando is actually a little crowded. So sometimes Isaac has not been getting the minutes that maybe he deserves. OG Anunoby at 33 minutes a game right now. Um, it's small sample size theater, but 12, seven, and and over two blocks a game, and almost two three pointers a game. I'll I'll take it. So the blocks aren't going to stick, at least not from what we've seen at any point in his career. But he is a fairly good steals player. Um, he averages 1.2 steals per 36 minutes for his career. Um, we haven't seen that this year yet. Um, and Anobi is an interesting target because you're right. Like the, the Raptors need a wing. They need a wing to eat up big minutes. The worrying part for me is, you know, looking at his career per 36 minute stats. Okay. This is what you would get for fantasy. You'd get 1.83 pointers, which is good, fine, but not, but not elite by any means, right? Um, 11.6 points, 4.9 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 1.2 steals, and half a block. So. Okay. Like there's a, a lot of okay. that's a bench player on my team, but there's a lot of just okayness there. I don't want people to think like this player has some crazy upside. I, I just don't really see that being there. Now he might be asked to score a little bit more than that. Um, he never really has been asked to take uh, many shots at all. Like per 36 minutes, you know, he averaged 10.8 field goal attempts last year. He could be asked to score a little bit more um, on that Raptors team. And there's an, another path to him being kind of a little bit better. Um, but yeah, and under that like 65% owned, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with him being owned. There are some other guys there, you know, too, that I think are, are just as good, if not better. You know, the guy like PJ Tucker, 54%. Like, PJ Tucker is going to be a top 120 player for sure. Um, he's in a very similar situation where he's going to play the minutes. He's like, a, so like, I would say, Threes and steals guy, not going to be a great points guy, but he's going to hit those threes. He's going to get those threes and steals. Very similar to OG Ananobi. They're both going to play. So, but we, I, I feel like I know PJ Tucker is going to be very solid. And um, he's still going to probably hang out at the end of my bench in certain leagues. I'd rather see if the 22 year old OG Ananobi has anything else in him because PJ Tucker is riding the waiver wire in some of these leagues anyway. I'm taking a chance on a waiver wire guy who has a little bit more upside instead of a waiver wire guy that I know uh, who he is. Now, if I'm in a 12 team to 14 team league, both of those guys should be rostered. And I would probably rest of year take PJ Tucker over OG and Anobi. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, another guy who I think should be picked up. Uh, he's, he's finally questionable for tomorrow's game and he got in his first practice of the year. Um, Dwight Powell. It's only 52% owned. The Mavericks want Powell to play a very specific kind of rim-rolling role in their offense. Um, that's going to work out well for him because obviously they have two guys pulling a lot of gravity. So if Powell's going to be kind of in there right at the rim, he's going to shoot a very high field goal percentage. I could see him easily averaging somewhere between 12 and 15 points a game, some decent rebounds, a steal and a block, can hit some threes. Um, that's a guy who I think is an easy top 100 player and he is available in 48% of Yahoo leagues. 48. I mean, that, I mean, that's far too low with someone who was getting drafted um, 
he's hurt and like people gave up on him like oh he was hurt blah 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 he's got a hamstring injury oh he's never coming back like well no he's gonna play probably i don't know if he's gonna play on tuesday but on friday against the lakers i think he makes his season debut now he might not play a ton of minutes in that game because obviously he missed pretty much all of training camp with a hamstring injury but he's gonna slowly ramp up and be pretty darn good i think I want to throw something at you. Um, I want some big man stats. I want some rebounds. Uh, I want decent percentages. And I'm looking at my waiver wire. And let's just say all of the three of these guys are coming back from injury at the exact same time. Willie Cully-Stein, Dwight Powell, and Zach Collins. And all three of them are on your waiver wire right now. Like, let's say they're all coming back next week. Which one of those guys are you picking up? Al and Collins, and then Collie Stein. Although, you know, we mentioned this with that Warriors team. There's a path for Collie Stein to to be playing a kind of big role, and that'll be interesting to see. Um, the worry with me for Collie Stein is right, and and Kevon Looney's also hurt. Um, but I think they're gonna split the split the minutes there, and I don't think they can really play those two together that much. And so I'm just worried that Collie Stein like plays, you know, 24 and and Kevon Looney plays 24 to make the 48 minutes. And I just don't see really Collie Stein being that valuable in a 24 minute a game role. If he's not playing 30 minutes a game, I don't think he's that valuable. Dwight Powell's probably going to play closer to 30 minutes. Zach Collins has been playing about 28 minutes, and he's been off to a really, really slow start. I think a lot of people ended up uh, dropping him to make room for guys who are actually playing well. Which well, he, hurt, he hurt that shoulder on Sunday, too, which that, that didn't look good. He dislocated that shoulder, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think that could be it couple weeks on the sideline and if you don't have an ir i mean he's not a guy i think i would hold if i didn't have an ir spot especially in a 10 or 12 team league like you know what i mean like he, he just doesn't have that kind of upside that if it's head to head and you're trying to stream i could see cutting collins and trying to pick him up closer when he came back than you know trying to hold him through a two or three or four or five week absence our good friend uh kyle McEwen would uh, disagree with you because he was very big on zach collins and uh uh, I think higher on Zach Collins than really uh, I think anybody I, I knew, uh, which got kind of got me into Zach Collins too. So I was taking him at the end of some drafts. I'm not I'm not going to hang out with him. I think the uh, what it looked like is that even though it's was, it was a dislocated shoulder, he'll probably only miss like a, a week or so. Um, and if you want to listen to the quick hit on uh, our uh, Zach Collins, what to do with that injury, you can find that on this podcast channel or on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Those quick hits are free to everyone for the first two weeks of the season. After that, only exclusive to Patreon subscribers. So if you want those quick hits throughout the season, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, there's still a ton of waiver wire guys, and now we're starting to get into that normal range of like only owned in 50% of leagues. And there's some shocking names down here, in my opinion. Um, is there any like is there anyone down here that you're that you can't believe is are not like one hundred maybe not hundred percent rosterable because that's that might be maybe too far, but that you would happily have on your twelve team standard league team. Uh yeah, Darius Garland, thirty nine percent. I'd happily have him um, on my standard league team uh, for sure. Um, Dennis Schroeder, the guy I've been talking there about is. all preseason. 
Dennis Schroeder down uh, there. I got um, a guy I'd like to, to, to ask you about, and I think this is this is a guy you're you know, he's one of your boys. The other there's some guys right at that fifty percent mark too that are you know super interesting. You know, Zach Collins is one. Um Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. I don't really know who's gonna play a ton of minutes there, but you know, both those guys can give you some rebounds and some blocks. If you're looking for those stats, even in you know twenty minute roles, those two guys are gonna be good at rebounds and good at blocks and standard league relevant in both those categories. You know, Marcus Morris is a guy we talked about. Right? You know, like points, steel, three pointers. Um, but the guy I want to ask you about is, is Mr. Dario Saric, who's oh. off to a bit of a rough start, but one of your Yo. men only 47% owned. Um, I think a guy that should be owned in, in much more than 47% of leagues in, in my personal opinion. But um, what are you feeling about Mr. Dario as he ramps kind of back up from that preseason injury? Like that particular situation got interesting quick with uh, DeAndre Aiden out suspended for 25 games. Uh, and Dario still coming back from injury, still playing limited minutes. Uh, I Dario fits a little bit better with Aiton on the court. Uh, Frank Kaminsky and Aaron Baines have ended up taking a bulk of that playing time, and they've actually both been playing well. Dario Sarge only in 47% of leagues. But if I scroll down here, I see Frank Kaminsky at, I think, 41 here. And then Aaron Baines is, like, barely owned in any leagues, and that's a guy I'm streaming almost in uh, a majority of my leagues right now because he's, he's just not owned in and and some of those leagues. I went guard heavy because guards were at a premium and I actually need big man stats, but that's kind of why I did it. Like Aaron Baines is out there giving me, you know, nine rebounds a game. Like I didn't need to draft that guy. I needed to draft guards and wings. So Sarich right now, I think is pretty safe on a waiver wire, but rest of the year, he's going to be standard league relevant. He's going to be on somebody's roster. So if you're kind of looking for like a long-term grab i think he ends up playing closer to 30 minutes on this team i really do like frank kaminsky isn't going to carry the load in phoenix for for the next 25 games i mean i think we know what frank kaminsky is after however many years of his career um now there's some interesting guys on here too like isaiah thomas man he he got some buckets in his first game uh thoughts on owning isaiah thomas 37 percent owned washington needs someone else to score on that team right like I mean, Bradley Beal can't score 60 a night. Um, Man, only if I need – I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned about Isaiah Thomas just overall, general health, long-term ability. But if you're, you know, you're giving up a bench spot and you need some guard stats and you need some scoring – yeah, I could see him being stream, uh, definitely streamable in standard leagues, but uh, maybe rosterable in, in a 12-team-plus league where you're pretty desperate for uh, some guard stats. But I feel like we've gone over a few guards here. Uh, like you were saying, Dennis Schroeder, I know he's good to get the playing time, so like I'd rather have him. Uh, even Alfred Payton is probably worth, because uh, he's healthy, uh, probably worth more of a... Um, tentative flyer than isaiah thomas right now and Alfred one yeah who's only playing 23 minutes who i'm i'm kind of into and that's marco fultz and fultz is ah, aver- yes he's averaging 12 four and a half and a steal in 23 minutes and obviously dj augustine is the is the starting point guard there fultz is the backup but there's definitely a path for fultz to keep earning more and more minutes as the season progresses and fultz just has a really fantasy friendly game 
Um, so we're talking like long-term plays, you know, guys, maybe you want to pick up and he's producing like, you know, top one, 120, 130, 140 value now, but could sneak his way into being a top 100 player and kind of the second half of your head to head league and really help you in the playoffs. Um, Marco Fultz is that kind of guy. Now, obviously we've seen him struggle with injuries the last couple of years and anybody could get hurt, man. I want the stats now and I want someone who I think has upside to be better. So, you know, give me guys like Garland. Give me guys like Fultz, who they're already playing some, and I think there is a path to more playing time and more production as the season progresses. Yeah, I think if you're looking for long-term guard flyer, someone who could steadily improve and end up being someone that stays rostered on your team in the long term, Marco Fultz is your guy. Over... Your over your Kent Bazemore's, over your Dennis Schroeder's, over your Alfred Payton's, their situations could potentially get weird. And we kind of know what their ceilings are. Like they have some limitations. Markel Fultz, 21 years old. He also has got some interesting limitations, but could end up being the starting point guard in Orlando. The he's he's actually finished, I think, a game or two. Um, if I'm looking at my, my popcorn stats correctly. Um, yeah, like to me, that's the big, my, it's maybe a bigger swing than you're willing to take in a, in a 10 team league and maybe in a 12 team league, if you need to win some weeks, but if you're feeling pretty good that your team is like, you know, carrying the weeks already and you want someone long-term Markel Fultz is probably my, my long-term pick here. I see there. I just feel like he's he's fairly good, and he's gonna produce some stuff that's definitely fantasy relevant. What about boring old Brian Forbes? Twenty percent um, yeah. owned, thirty-two minutes a game. Definitely standard league relevant. Definitely boring. And I mean, but just the points and threes guy. Like he's not really gonna get you much rebounds, much assists, much steals, much blocks. Um, but you know, if you need those two stats, like I'm one hundred percent fine with him. You know, twenty percent owned. I feel like that number should be a little bit higher, especially looking at some of these other guys like, you know, Marvin Williams, 22%. I love Marvin Williams. I've beat the drum for Marvin Williams for a long time. He just doesn't look like he's going to get the minutes. Like Forbes definitely should be owned over him. And there's a bunch of other guys, you know, kind of in that range where it's just like, why, why hold this guy? And maybe that's the other part of this conversation is like, you know, some of these players that are, are more owned, I'm just kind of going like, why? Avika Zubak. 29%. Why? What's what's he doing that's helping you? Like he's getting you a block and five rebounds and ten points. D- don't own that. Like that's that's not that's not something you want. Jeremy Grant. He's playing 26 minutes a game. Like, don't don't own that. 33%. Like oh, when you get out well, some of these other guys that are that are much more valuable and have a much higher upside. Like what what are those players gonna like eventually be that's so much more? Like nothing. They're just not. Let's maybe let's do a reverse waiver wire of hey, why are you holding on to these players? Uh, and I think a good rule of thumb here is Clay Thompson is not playing this year, is owned in 33% of leagues. So let's say about 33% of people are either in a keeper league or auto drafting. Let's just say that right away. Um, so anybody above Clay Thompson is probably in a regular league or a deep league. Nick Batum at 40%. Seems kind of high. I like Tomb's missing a month and 
I'm not sure they're going to play him a super ton when he comes back, like maybe 28 minutes a game. Don't don't hold him. Just let go of him. Unless you got unlimited IR spots, you can just stash him in the IR and see what happens. Like if, if you're even a two IR spot league, you know what I mean? If you got other guys to put in that IR, get rid of it too. Just get rid of him. He's not not worth it. Um, in my in my humble opinion. He's not he's not worth your time. Uh I would say uh Sadaransky's owned in 55, Kobe White's owned in 61. Chris Dunn is actually only owned in eight. I feel like those ratios that ratio is way off. Long term wise, I think Kobe White is gonna have you. Uh he is going to be someone who ends up being standard league relevant. I don't I'm not really sure why people have Sadaransky still in in 54 or 55% of leagues. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um how about Jeremy Lamb, 72% owned, out with hmm. a little bit of a hip injury, don't played 26 minutes in the one game that he played. No, don't really think that should be that high looking at some of the guys that are significantly below him. Um, that I'm, I'm I don't know his ceiling isn't terribly it's not low he, he could be like a top 60 top 50 type of player if all things pan out well but by the time he's healthy and playing well uh, give it a you know half a month or so and then Oladipo is back and then his playing time gets weird um, I'm not sure he's got enough name recognition to be uh, in enough like higher ceiling to not be a uh, to, to waste a roster spot to not stream on your on your head-to-head league from week to week and then you know looking at other guys like tyler hero 71 percent way way too high just don't don't see the fantasy game there yeah. what's um, going on there brandon clark 67 percent like i think that's just well too high the guy's playing 24 minutes a game like I, i'm not on board with that um Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Kings, 67%, playing 25 minutes a game. That's, mm. a, that's, a, that's a hard pass for me. You know, like I just don't yeah. think he can produce the stats in 25 minutes that he would need to be 12-team rosterable. Like, it's just, maybe that's just my opinion. Uh, Harrison Barnes, the same thing. Like I just don't – I don't see it for Harry B this year as far as you know being I, a top, top 100 player or – you know, I feel like you could be streaming that spot in a 12-team league and, and getting more valuable than what you're getting from Harrison Barnes. Um, I was about to be right there on Harry Barnes. Old uh, old Harry B there. Not sure why he was rostered last year. 64% of leagues. That's that's far too many. And, I mean, like guys like Thad Young, 58%. Like, he's not playing 20 minutes, man. Like, you know, I love – I love that young as much as anybody, but in, in 20 minutes, that looks like someone I'd be cutting. Yeah, no, he, and the thing is he should be, he should be playing closer to 28 minutes. He's that talented. He's still that good. Um, and he's not, and he's not because uh, Jim Boylan is the worst coach in the, in the damn NBA. He's Torian in there at only 56%. I feel like that number should be, I'd rather have him than, than young, than Barnes, than Bogdanovich. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Torian yep. Prince is, is a nice pickup. I think uh, I picked him up in a handful of leagues. Uh, him and I I would say uh, I'd actually rather in the short term have Kendrick Nunn than Tyler Hero. I think those those percentages should be switched as well. 
uh yeah we talked about that um in our our weekly episode like for the season i i think i'd rather just have none i feel like none has a much more fantasy friendly game um than mr tyler hero who's basically just a points and threes guy and not that there's anything wrong with that like if you need points and threes okay but you know kendrick nunn can get you some rebounds get you some assists get you some steals um which is uh a much larger path to being a very good fantasy player. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to bring up your boy Devontae Graham here, 54% owned as well. Um, yeah, you might as well take a flyer on Devontae Graham. He's playing. He's playing quite a bit. He's getting you good assist numbers too. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts, but that's a, that's a good flyer. I I feel stronger about like my swing of the week, and I, we might have to make that a segment, is OG and Anomi. I'm taking a big swing on it. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's even that big of a swing. My swing of the week is OG and Anomi because he does things across the board. He gets me those counting stats that I really want. Um, and I just think his pathway to do consistent playing time is obvious. Yeah, fun with that. Um, there's just a lot of guys here and a lot more than I than I expected, I guess, uh, looking through it. A lot more guys that I'm interested in. And maybe that kind of goes with my streaming mindset, too, of like, Hey man, you know, if this guy's playing, I'll give him a shot. If this guy's playing, I'll give him a shot. Um I'll I'll go with one last person that I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, and then I don't really have much else after this. Uh Matisse Dybel. 23% uh, or 23 minutes a game, 12% owned, getting you two block or two steals and a block in 23 minutes. Um 12% owned. Can you twelve percent on's too low? I would say, but because that means a lot of bigger yeah, leagues. Because I feel like that. there's got to be more than twelve percent that are like, yeah, fourteen, sixteen teams. I'm definitely owning and holding him. Like he's making a difference in steals and blocks potentially, even Every in twenty three minutes. Yeah, so um, I think I that feel... should definitely be higher. Yeah, that should be closer to 50. Like, I feel even in a standard league, and we talked about streaming in the the last full episode um, and how we kind of like to wait until the second half of the week to figure out if I'm, you know, being kind of competitive in steals and blocks. And if I I think Philly has a good back-to-back that I can exploit, I feel like – Tease Tybalt should be the number one streamed player in any standard league. Which, if you're the number one streamed player in, in any standard league, how close are you to being rostered permanently because of how valuable you are? Like, if Philly's playing four games this week, like, why would you not have him on your on your, on your oh, bench see, at least? Here's why I'm not really rostering him is his stat line in two games is Half a three, one and a half points, one and a half rebounds, one and a half assist. So he's actively hurting you in those categories if you're holding him. Well, right? and you, if you, you are not- playing him over somebody else. Yeah. So like if it's a roto-y type league or a league with some very restrictive game limits, I can see maybe holding him. But if it's a streaming league, I'm pretty much streaming him when the Sixers play. And then I'm cutting him. But here's another interesting way to think about it. So there's relatively um, 
seven days in a week, and maybe you can make that seven games for one roster spot, right? That's that's kind of the goal. Regardless of what your pickup limits is, you'd like to get somebody in that roster spot every single day, right? So, you know, maybe the Sixers play three times. Well, okay, that's... Maybe he only averages one and a half steals and a block. So that's four and a half and three blocks. That's a, that's some kind of game-changing value, even if there isn't really much points in, in assists and rebounds. Then you get a guy like Dennis Schroeder for the other, you know, for three more games, and you get his, you know, kind of 14 points and some okay rebounds and, and assists. And you're kind of pairing those two together, and you got now elite steals, some pretty decent blocks, and some pretty decent across-the-board contributions in threes, in points, in rebounds, in assists. And that's kind of how you really make, you know, kind of one roster spot a top 100 player without actually getting necessarily a top 100 player in that spot. You kind of stapled yourself a starter, uh, a starter-level talent out of maximizing the uh, amount of games you can get out of your streaming spot. And that's exactly what you should be going for. Um, and to help with that, Tyler, your article on hashtagbasketball.com, your weekly preview, which we do a podcast on at the beginning of every week, um, is very, very helpful for that understanding when teams are playing, when you can exploit uh, short game nights. Um, and then building that guy um, is definitely – something we, we're going to try to help you with on our waiver wire show as well. And I think this is a very good first waiver wire show. There's a lot of guys on the waiver wire. Um, take your, I mean, like take your flyers. They're just, if you got a guy who's okay, like the guys we mentioned who were like, why are they owned by so many teams? If you have an okay guy, like what do you, and you know, his ceiling's low. Why is he still on your roster? Like the worst case scenario is, you have to go get another guy who gets the exact same stats off the up the waiver wire, or you build yourself a guy who's better than the person you're dropping out of streaming stats. Like that's a well, that's a very definitely a best case scenario is that you're building a better player instead of holding onto a guy who's not not bad but not good. Once he's there, take some shots, guys. Take some swings. Um, that's it for the Waiver Wire podcast this week. We'll be back with our first buy low and sell high podcasts of the season. Um, it's small sample size theater out there, so do not get too excited about anybody, but also don't don't panic. Continue to not panic. Uh, there's no reason to panic really with, with anybody, even if you uh, one of your players was suspended for 25 games. Don't panic. It's not worth it. Tyler, you got anything else you want to plug? Uh, as far as plugging goes, no. I mean, um, if you are interested in the Dallas Mavericks, um, obviously you can check out my weekly fantasy article on hashtag basketball. Um, it's a fun one. I, I enjoy writing it. Um, you mentioned it a little bit. Um, if you're into the Dallas Mavericks, I have been writing a lot about, uh, you know, I've been looking at plays from each game and talking a lot about, you know, what this particular set or uh, action means for this player going forward. Um, I did one on Kristaps Porzingis. I've done a couple on Luka Doncic. Um, 
yeah, it's just interesting um, for maybe the fantasy player to realize like, hey, you know, this guy is doing something he super maybe hasn't done a ton before and how that could, you know, be a boost to his fantasy value or his um, just NBA greatness. NBA greatness. Wow. That is, that is, well, you're not, you're not wrong, actually. Um, that as a fun team to watch, uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You'll find me at watch the boxes. If you like the show, please rate and review us, leave us feedback, head us up on Twitter with questions or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, get exclusive, exclusive content, including shows like this early. Um, and we're going to have, a, I think, a special announcement for everybody next week, perhaps. Um, nothing too crazy, but also a uh, we're growing. We're growing our podcast. We are growing our sphere of influence, Tyler. Um, but we're going to save that for next week. Uh, and that's it. Have an enjoyable evening, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>